0: Well, good morning again, and welcome to H2O. It's really great to have you here with us. My name is Brian Wiles. I'm one of the pastors here. If I haven't got the opportunity to meet you, uh, and as we are getting started off today, I feel like I need to make the obligatory weather comment, right? The weather has been crazy. It's been all over the place, uh, especially if you're a college student. What a you know wild January. People were away for the J term. You came back You were back for like a day or two, then classes were canceled. Does anybody feel like they have no clue what day it is right now? You know, with, yeah, it's like, it's so hard to even tell what day it is, but it is Sunday and uh, it is exciting to be together today. Uh, Man, I'm so excited for the opportunity to just share with you today on Vision Sunday uh, about really the heartbeat of our church and who we are and, and what we believe God is continuing to call us to do as a church and invite you to be a part of that mission and that vision. You know, for us, Uh, Vision Sunday is kind of a a discipline. It's kind of something that we do every year, sometime around the beginning of the year, based on the schedule, to get all of us on the same page so that we can be moving forward in the same direction. Because vision is something that's pretty interesting. Whether you think about it from an organizational perspective, from a church perspective, or even from an individual perspective within your own life. Here's the reality of all of our lives, of all the organizations that we're part of, of every church that exists. The reality is this, everybody ends up, somewhere. Every church ends up somewhere. Every organization ends up somewhere. Every person, everybody ends up somewhere, but very few people end up intentionally going where they want to go or where they believe that God is calling them to go. So everybody ends up somewhere in life, But very few of us actually end up intentionally going where we believe that God is calling us to do. And so our heart and our hope as a church with Vision Sunday is that we would realign ourselves with the mission and the vision that God has given us. So that we end up intentionally going in the direction that we believe that God has called us to go. You know, even as I I think about that truth that all of us end up somewhere, uh, but very few of us end up intentionally going where we want to go. It reminds me of a story that happened to me this summer. Sarah, my wife, she grew up in Iowa. And uh, the first 10 years of her life were in Iowa, and then she would spend summers there uh, over the course of growing up with her dad. And one of her best friends growing up, her name was Dawn, she married this man who uh, owns a trucking company and uh, a farming business, and so they stayed in contact because Dawn was Sarah's best friend. Well, this summer, they called and they said, we're gonna be coming through Bowling Green. We'd love to stop and see you. They've never been able to come visit us before, so we are really excited about this opportunity. opportunity to hang out and to to catch up with this family friend of Sarah's. And uh, as they were coming through Bowling Green, it was atypical because they weren't driving through Bowling Green like most people were. They were actually flying through Bowling Green. Uh, Through his business, he has to travel a lot. And so instead of, you know, buying plane tickets all the time, he actually just ended up buying himself a plane. And now when he needs to travel, he jumps in his plane and he flies where he needs to go. And so they were going on vacation to Niagara Falls. And Bowling Green's kind of in between Iowa and Niagara. Niagara Falls. so they were flying through, and they came to uh, the little Wood County Airport here, and so it was a pretty fun experience. Our whole family, we went out to the Wood County Airport, and we met them, and we watched them fly in on their plane, and we had this thought that this might happen, because, you know, they're super generous and fun people, and as soon as we got out there, we're kind of showing the kids around in the plane, oh, this is cool, it's just a little five-seater plane, but it's a, a nicer, newer five-seater plane, and uh, we, we've been there for just a few minutes, and he says, I'll take you guys up in it if you want to go, you know, and uh, right away, we thought that that might happen, and so Sarah and I had already talked about it beforehand, and I look at Sarah, and she's like, I'm not going up in that thing. You know, me and her both have a little bit of, you know, nervous flying, but I never want my kids to know that, and, uh, and I made a commitment a few years back that I'm, I'm never going to say no to flying unless I absolutely have to, so I'm like, let's do it. You know, you got to push into your fear, right? And so uh, I said, I'll go up with you, and the kids were like, okay, Isaac, our youngest, he was pretty nervous. So we jump in this plane, and what a cool experience, you know, to be actually sitting, you know, right beside the guy that was flying it. It was really cool, I won't get too sidetracked, but there's a couple pilots even, our congregation one of the guys teaches flight school out at the the airport and so I was on the radio with the headset and I heard him talking and so I came over the the air and I was like this is your pastor talking uh this and he's like what are you doing I said I'll I'll tell you about it later so we take off (laughs) had to be a weird experience we take off you know and we're flying and it's super cool you know just getting above you know the clouds and being able to see from a completely different perspective such an amazing experience and we're flying around we look at our house we see the whole town and then without any warning and again I had a feeling he might do this but I was kind of hoping he wouldn't without any warning he's like do you want to fly the plane and i'm like i can't say no you know I mean how many times do you get to fly a plane I literally have zero experience it wasn't like he's like okay here's what you do he's just like okay it's a joystick you know you're you're flying it now go ahead you're in control and all of a sudden with like no training no ability I am flying the plane and I don't want to make excuses but like I don't play video games like I don't I don't do this type of thing very often you know and so I start flying the plane, and I'm really bad at it, actually, you know, and he's like, you want to get us home, and I'm like, yeah, I want to get us home, um, but I don't know if I can, and so I'm, I'm kind of flying the plane, and we're going like this, and the wing has gone down. He's like, no, don't, don't go below that, you know, and I'm like, I'm trying not to, and uh, he says, do you want to get us home, and my answer was yes, but I had no ability whatsoever to get us where we were trying to go, and my kids are like, dad, can, can he fly the plane? Can you stop flying? They started getting more and more nervous, and I had to eat my pride and say, okay, I'm done. I can't keep flying this plane anymore. You get us home, you know? And as I think about that on this Vision Sunday, you know, our hope is that we would align with God's vision and take us in the direction that he wants us to go. The reality is, as we come to this truth, the Bible tells us that without vision, People perish. In the book of Proverbs, it talks about this reality that without vision, all of us, we're kind of left just wandering through life, not knowing exactly what to base our our truth in and our reality in and the way that we live without vision, without it continually being put before us, we can wander so quickly. And we also know there's a famous pastor, his name is Bill Hybels, and he came up with this quote, and a lot of people say it now. He says, vision, It leaks. Vision leaks out, so it's not just good enough to have vision one time and then assume that we will just constantly remember it, but vision is something we have to constantly refill ourselves with because it does leak out in the busyness of our life, and the busyness of our world. If we're not constantly re-envisioning ourselves for God's plan for our life and God's plan for our church, then it leaks out. And so this is what this Sunday is all about. It's about explaining who we are, and why we do what we do, as well as talking about the how that we want to accomplish the vision that God has given us. And most importantly, Vision Sunday is about inviting all of us to own this vision. You know, any church, it is a community and so as we share about the vision, our hope is that even as you're just kind of sitting there today and listening and taking it in, and some of us, are, we are wholeheartedly committed to being on mission with this church, and others of us, were newer and we're just kind of experiencing it for some of the first times. Wherever you find yourself, our hope is that you start to place yourself and say, how can I be part of that? How can I be part of the mission and the vision that God has given this family? So today, uh, I want to share with you the mission of H2O. It, it's, it's simply this. Uh, H2O is about inviting people to find and follow Jesus together that's our mission. That's who we believe God has called us to be as a church. We are about inviting people to find and to follow Jesus together. There's kind of three parts of that that mission statement that we talk about. First, we talk about inviting people, and it's so important for us to be a church that's welcoming, that gets to know the people that God brings into our life and that continually invites them into our family. We don't want to to be like this holy huddle that's just clumped up and doesn't let other people in, but we want to be inviting and welcoming and let people know there's a place for them within the community of God right here at H2O. But then we're inviting them to something. We're inviting them to an opportunity to find and follow Jesus. We believe that this is the greatest thing that anybody could give their life to, coming to know their creator, Jesus, coming to fall in love with him, and not just to know him, but actually to follow him. This is what we call discipleship here at H2O. You know, a a lot of people, they have a concept of who Jesus is, or maybe they would even say that they have a relationship with him, but it's a totally different thing to say. I'm not just going to know who Jesus is or know what Jesus did for me, but actually follow him. Follow him when he calls me to, to pick up my cross and follow him daily. Follow him in the moments of life where things are going great and wonderful, and follow him in the moments when things are trying and hard. We want to invite people to find Jesus, but also to follow him with their whole life. And then we want to do it together in community. And we're going to talk about uh, what community looks like within this church. But I wholeheartedly believe that as we go throughout the course of our life, the best way to be on mission to find and follow Jesus is with other people. You see, God created us to be in community And when we're in community, it gives us the freedom to be who we truly are and follow Jesus with the gifts and the abilities that he's given us. So that is the mission that we have here at H2O that we talk about continually that we want to be constantly reminded of and brought back to so that we go where we believe that God wants us to go. But then the question is, well, how do we do that, right? Because uh, if you've been part of any organization or even church, there's oftentimes these phrases as a vision statement or a mission statement, and they may even sound pretty cool or, or catchy. But then the question is, how do you do that? Inviting people to find and follow Jesus together, that sounds wonderful. But what does that actually look like? What are the practical steps that we as a family or as a church are taking together to try to make those things happen? And so at H.O. we've defined these kind of four strategies, these four kind of key components uh, of who we are that help us to accomplish the mission that God has called us to. And I want to talk about those and I want to share some scripture related to each one of those today as we kind of consider what that looks like for us. So the the first thing that we do that helps us invite people to find and follow Jesus together is this, and it's in your handout. You can write it down if you want. But we gather and worship. Something that's central and crucial to our church is we gather together and worship. I want to read this verse to you. It's in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. It says this. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, gathering together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. You see, for us here at HGO, there's something extremely important that happens in moments like this right now that you find yourself in. We believe that there's actually something like even supernatural, something spiritual that happens when God's people come together, not with their own agendas, but they come together to worship the God of the universe. See, for us, the primary way that we gather together and worship is this right here on Sundays. And it's designed to point us towards Jesus. And something that we really hope that you know and that we want you to know on this Vision Sunday is that when our pastors and staff and leaders, when we pray together and we get together every week and we talk about what these worship experiences will look like we have a heart every week to make sure that these are not performances when we come together on sunday it's it's not a performance it's not a product that we're offering people it's an opportunity for us to worship the god of the universe in community It's not something that we consume, but it's something that we engage in and we get to experience God for who he is. We get to sing songs to him and about him and proclaim truth about him and hear the Bible opened up as we get to listen to what God speaks to us through his word. And and I think sometimes people, you know, get kind of confused, especially in our world and our culture, because sometimes we assume that a, a Sunday service is like a product to consume, but we work really hard to make sure that it's an experience where we're pointed towards Jesus over and over again i was reminded of this story even as i was thinking about this francis chan he's a pastor out in california and uh he says some edgy things every once in a while but he was sharing this story of um uh, he used to pastor this big mega church and after he after a service one day he was sharing this story about a woman who came up to him afterwards she said pastor i just want you to know that i really didn't like the worship today You know, I I just, I couldn't connect with it. It just wasn't hitting me where I wanted to be hit. I just really didn't like the worship today. It just wasn't doing it for me. And he looked at her and kind of had this smile on her face. And he said, hey, I have good news for you. We weren't singing those songs to you. So you don't have to worry about whether you liked it or not. (laughs) We weren't singing those songs about you. We weren't singing those songs to you. We were singing them to the God of the universe. And so I think that drives home this reality that when we gather and worship, we, we kind of fix our eyes on what is truly important and we get to spur one another on towards Jesus. And Sundays, they're like a, a front door to our community. And many of you, maybe even as you sit here, like your first experience, maybe even in this last year, was here walking into a Sunday service. And I think that that is so cool and such an amazing opportunity. And we want you to feel like this is a place where we not only worship God, but we welcome new people in as we invite them to find and follow Jesus. You know, this past year, just thinking about 2018, what an amazing thing. Maybe you don't even know this. I, I sometimes forget that, that we have so many people that are, that are kind of newer to H2O. But this, what we're sitting in right now, this downtown venue, has only existed for two and a half years here at H2O. It, it didn't launch until the fall of 2016, you know, and so as we launched that service, the balcony was closed at the beginning, and so it's just a handful of us down on this main floor, and God continued to, to grow and add to our number, and then we opened the balcony, and then uh, this past fall, what an amazing thing, we got to open up a, a second service, and so now you're here, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, many of you are young at nine o'clock in the morning, we're always amazed by that, wow, that's pretty cool, But an opportunity to engage. And isn't it cool that God has continued to add people and opportunities so that we can come together and worship him. And so now, every Sunday, we get the privilege of worshiping God. And one of the things I love most about this ability to gather and worship is this. The conversations that I've had many times over this past year where I'll meet somebody new and they'll say something like, I haven't stepped foot inside a church for years it's I can't remember the last time I've been inside a church and somebody invited me and now I'm here those are powerful moments that God gives us the privilege to be a part of or I I've never been inside a church other than for a wedding or a funeral and now somebody reached out to me and invited me and I'm here wow we love to gather and worship because God gets glory as we do and so it's so amazing to see what God has done through that. So that's the first kind of step that we take in, in helping us to accomplish the mission of inviting people to find and follow Jesus together. We gather and worship. The second is this. We belong in community. Belong in community. There's, we said it in the video at the beginning of this service. You may not know this. This coming fall, 2019, this church, it wasn't always called H2O, it had different names, it'll be 35 years old. Isn't that amazing? 35 years ago, 1984, some people moved here from Columbus, started going out on campus and talking to students and invited them, and this small group of people started to meet, and they read the Bible, and it turned into a church. And from the very beginning, this passage, Acts Acts chapter 2, was central to this church. It says this Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Into to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together and they had everything in common. And they sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. They were selfless. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, we read that, that verse, and it's kind of like just this, this vision, this end goal. It said, man, God, if we could go there, if we could continue to strive to be a church that truly belonged together, that spent time eating together, that spent time praying together, that sacrificed for each other, that cared for each other, then we would look a little bit more like what the church is supposed to look like. You see, we want to be an Acts 2 type of church. That's something that we continually strive for, where we go beyond the the surface level relationships and the casual conversations that we have and allow us to have real connections around what matters most. See, we dream of of being a church where everyone feels welcome and belongs. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, whether you grew up in church or not, no matter what you look like, no matter what your past is, we dream of being a church where people feel connected and they belong to the community here. We live in a, a world that craves that so much, don't we? Man, our our culture and our world, we're crying out for some type of meaningful connection and we're grasping for things so oftentimes and so many times we miss. But Jesus says, when you connect around the gospel, when you connect around the most important thing in this world, then there will be true community. And, And we recognize that we're not perfect at this. No church is perfect at this because we're made up of broken, imperfect people, but our heart. That's our heart and our desire. We want to keep our eyes fixed on that reality. God, would you help us be a church that truly has an authentic community of people? Now, we try to primarily do this within our groups. We talk about our groups all the time here at HDO because they're a starting point. They're not the end-all, be-all of community, but they're a starting point for true community to happen. And, you know, I've got to hear many stories was just even talking to a student just recently. He's connected to one of our student groups, and he said, I grew up around church my whole life, but it wasn't until I actually got connected in a group where I was able to really experience my faith. I was able to let my guard down and, and express what I was truly going through that I started to experience the freedom that really comes from walking in Christ and being part of a community. You know, we believe that that God, he made us to connect with one another. And so as a church, we want to help all of us belong together in community. So we gather and worship, we belong in community. Third is this, we want to equip and serve. We as a church, we want to equip you and then we want to call you to use your gifts to serve and make an impact to the people around you. There's this really powerful verse in in 1 Peter chapter 4. It shares about this very real reality of serving. It says this, Each of you, talking about the church, all of us, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as a faithful steward of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever, amen. Each of you should use whatever gift God has given you to serve others so that what? God gets glory and as a church we want to empower every single person here to use those gifts we believe wholeheartedly that God has created each person here unique and there's something special and there's something valuable about each person whether you feel that way or not there truly is something special and valuable about you unique that you bring to the body of Christ and we want to help draw that out because when you're serving God and on mission with him, that's what abundant life is all about. You see, our dream as a church is that every person who calls H2O their church could use their unique gifts and talents to make an impact for Jesus. Our dream is that every person would be provided with an opportunity to use their unique gifting and challenge to make an impact for Jesus. Because that's what life is all about, man. I've loved watching this happen. One of my joys as a pastor is to be able to equip and empower others. That's actually the role of a pastor. Sometimes people get confused, or church get confused. I think the role of a pastor is to to do all the work of ministry of a church. The Bible says that the role of the pastor is to equip the the saints. You all, like all of us, the the role of leaders is to equip and empower other people to raise up, to do the ministry that so desperately needs to be done within this city, on this campus, in this region, and beyond. That is our heart and our passion and our desire, that we would equip you and empower you to serve. You know, sometimes I, I get asked and, and maybe you even think this if you're kind of newer to H2O, it's like, how does all the things happen that, that, that are supposed to happen within this church? I mean, every Sunday there's three different services. There's literally a team of people, you know, a mile and a half away that are that are setting up and carrying heavy things. There's a whole separate band over there. There's a whole separate, you know, th- there's so many things that go on just on a Sunday. There's a bunch of people downstairs volunteering and serving our growing kids ministry. There's so many moving pieces, and sometimes people say, isn't that exhausting? How in the world does, do, do, are you able to do that? And the answer is we are able to do it because we all partner together and serve and meet needs. And I've just been so proud of this church over the past year. You know, I, I've talked to some pastors whenever you know, the idea of adding a service or something like that comes up, especially with their staff, people have a really hard time with that because what does it mean? It means more work. For somebody right but I remember for us like when we were casting the vision to to add a service to reach more people everybody's like yeah well help us reach more people for Jesus well then we don't even have to think about it there's not even a conversation let's do it and it's amazing to be part of helping to lead a church of people that are sold out and desiring to serve and be equipped You know, I was even thinking about this past year. I was thinking about our our youth group, you know. Uh, There's a a group of families who came to us this summer and we said, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but we have a bunch of middle school kids running around here. That's a pretty cool problem to have, right? Maybe we should start something for them. And so some families said, let's pull this thing together. And this summer, we started a middle school youth group. And now it's so amazing to see how there's 20 or 30 kids that are connected to H2O and they're building their own community and they're going to be at my house tonight for the Super Bowl part and they're probably going to trash it, but that's okay. <laughs> because it's an opportunity to equip and empower even our, some of our youngest church members to take the gospel to the places where they are. You know, so maybe you're even just sitting here and you're wondering, am I really using my gifts? You know, am I really serving? Let me give you a couple ways that you can do that. And some of us, we, we don't even need any more ways because some of us totally are already, and that's awesome, and you know who you are. And others of us, maybe we need some, some examples of how we can serve. You know, we have a bunch of different teams that serve. A lot of them serve on Sundays with our welcoming team, our production team. or Some of them, are, you know, you have talents that you can use from, from singing or playing an instrument to serving, to, to lifting things, to greeting people, serving in the kids. You know, we have over 70 volunteers that serve with the kids, whether it's college students or, or parents. And we actually still need more because there's more and more kids that come every Sunday. Maybe that's an area that you can serve. Maybe you have a heart for compassion or mercy. We have a team that tries to love our community in the best way that they possibly can. We have so many different teams that are trying to make an impact in a lot of different ways. Another way that that you can serve, and we're excited about launching this this year, because um, again, up until two and a half years ago, we only existed on campus. We pretty much only had students, and so the idea of actually having people who are gifted with resources to help our church didn't really exist, and so uh, this year, for the first time, we're going to launch this new giving platform that we have at H2O, where we're going to hopefully call all of us who actually have an income, who can Help support the ministry and the church here to give in that way and use the gifts that God has given us, our resources, to bless and continue the gospel to go out. We actually we're right in the process of launching it now. I'm going to throw up a quick slide and we're changing. This is kind of also an announcement, but we'll give you more information later. We're changing our giving platform. If you've ever given online to us, we're changing that. Try to make it way more simple and way more easy. And so now you can literally just text that number and those words, and you'll get a customized link, and you'll have. your own account, and it's way easier, and it's a way to allow you to serve through giving sacrificially to the church. You can join the well. The well is the first step to to leading within H2O, and it's going to launch here next week, and that's a way where we help you go through and figure out what your spiritual gifts are and how you can bless others through relying on God. So as a church, we want to equip you and empower you to serve. So we gather and worship, we belong in community, we equip and serve and then fourth and finally, we leverage our lives. Leverage our lives. Another key verse in the heart of our church is this, Matthew 9:37. It says, "Then Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers" Into the harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, meaning there are people who want to be invited into finding and following Jesus that are out there. The harvest is plentiful, but there's not that many people that are engaging in that work. And so, as a church, we want to call all of us to leverage our lives. So, I want you to think about this thought for just a minute as we're wrapping up. All of us, you know, we have a finite Amount of time here on this earth, don't we? That's a truth that we all have to wrestle with. Some of us, it's longer than others, but all of us, it's a finite amount of time. And so, the only thing that makes sense if God is real and He is eternal and He's the only one that will still exist thousands and millions of years from now is to leverage that small amount of time that we have on this earth for something that can last forever something that can last for eternity. And so as a church, that looks many different ways, but all of us individually can take part in that. For some of us, we may go into vocational ministry and serve and be pastors and church planters and help advance that mission. For others of us, we may stay right where we are and go day in and day out and serve and love our community and the places of work and our families that God has called us to. But every single one of us can leverage our lives, the opportunity God has given us to make an impact for him. You know, for us here at H2O, We've chosen to, to attempt to do that with the H2O network, which we talk about all the time. We have all those flags up there and when we think 10 years ago that this one church existed and now God has continued to add to the, the influence that we've had in the state and even beyond, it's truly humbling to think how God has empowered us to do that. And what we've found, this is, this is crazy. The math doesn't add up, but, but this is, is crazy. The more we've given the more God has given us. Like the more we've sent people out to start new things, the more leaders that we've said, would you leave here? Like you're a great leader. Why don't you go somewhere else? You know, it it doesn't always seem to make sense, but the more that we've done that, God has continued to bless us here at H2O. And so our most recent, like, full-on church plant, we've helped with a lot of church plants. We always help with church plants. But our most recent one was to Madison, Wisconsin, that happened just a couple years ago. And uh, right now, we're in the middle of just starting to dream about what would that next church plant look like. And we're in the very beginning stages of figuring out. And I'm excited for us as a church over this next year to hone in that vision Right now, we're, we're looking at, and kind of the leading option is that we would send a team to Athens, Ohio to plant at uh, Ohio University, and we're figuring out what that team would look like and what the timeline would look like and, and all the different things, but we just wanted you to know that so you could pray about that, and maybe even as you hear that, if you know people, or there's something in your heart that's tweaked by that, that you would just come and, and share something with us or let us know. Maybe some of us will go on that church plant. Maybe some of us will stay here and be part of sending them off and resourcing them, but our goal as a church is that we will leverage everything we have for the gospel because it's truly the only thing that matters for eternity as it's a privilege and an honor to be part of leading this church. I love it so much. It brings us so much joy to be partnered with you in the gospel. And our prayer today is just as you hear this this mission, this vision, inviting people to find and follow Jesus, that there would just be something that's stirred within you. And you say, how can I continue to be part of that mission and vision? How can I use what God's given me to advance his kingdom? So with that being said, let's pray and let's invite the band up and worship together.